I work both in an ER and a high school, and my work with the epidemic has basically been not only in the ER setting where we're seeing overdoses, uh, families coming in and hearing that we couldn't save their loved ones, um, people coming in over and over again, and people dropping people off right at the entryway to the other side of basically this epidemic, which is what's happening to the kids of these families. It's really become a family epidemic, and more and more we're having students who are burying their families. So it's been really, really eye-opening seeing sort of the aftermath of, of the loss, and not even a loss, just the trauma that's been happening in a family unit because of it. When I started as a nurse 10 years ago, I remember someone said to me, just you wait, Therese, you're going to get so jaded. Every You're going to see all these people coming in, these addicts, and you're just, you're going to lose this hope, this positivity that you have. And I have to say, I think what has exhausted me is that it hit my home. And I just thought, this is everywhere, and I cannot get away from it. So it was more I felt I was drowning, less being jaded, more that I was I was drowning in it. For so long, when my son's dad, when we were still together, he would go to meetings, you know, and he'd come back after and, you know, he got his 24-hour chip and he got his one-month chip and his two-month chip. And meanwhile, he was still fighting the disease. You know, he went to meetings, but he was very much still an addict. And I was living that every single day. And no one was giving me a chip. No one was saying, good for you, because I had a six-month-old. I was trying to survive. I've been working so hard to keep my shit together. You know, I've got to, I'm a nurse. I'm a mom. I'm a daughter. i got to keep everything together. I'm, I'm still holding him by a thread. And I wanted that, too. I wanted that recognition. The past five years of my life have been beyond a roller coaster. I have had to see things, do things that I never imagined that I would ever have to do. And then you have to go to work and you see it again and again and again. So it's re-traumatizing. I became unraveled. I mean, I went to anger management. I thought the problem was me. And so I didn't want to talk about it. And so I think that's what it is because there's so many services out there for sort of the addict, not necessarily the disease, but there's not a lot for the family. There was so much shame for me to talk about what was going on. And it's being vulnerable, not being afraid to say, this is me, so therefore this is us. This is all of us. And so we have to talk about it. We gotta bring it out there and say, it's in my home. It's happening to me. It has happened to me. More of us need to say it. More of us that are, you know, out there in the field working it because a lot of us have stories as well. And that's connection. That's the human connection right there. And that's what I try and do. And that's what I say all the time. It is by one moment, one decision, one second, one cell in my body that I'm not the addict. And I feel grateful.